0: tellgate everybody how are y'all doing this is tellgate talks powered by the nation we took a few days off a couple weeks off to enjoy the holidays I uh, hope everybody had a good christmas hope everybody brought in the new year uh with their friends and loved ones and that you're off to a great start here in 2024 um we're happy to be back we uh dustin how was your holiday season
1: pretty good went snowboarding over new Year's. got out of town i'm not a big new year's celebrator so I like getting out of town going to red river hitting the slopes boarded shreds some pow a little bit had a couple good days up there so that was fun ate a lot of good food yeah. i love red river so good couple little days up there so yeah red river it really good.
0: is an awesome place to go spend a few days if you haven't ever made it out to red river highly recommend uh getting out there
1: and yeah. it's only six hours away from Lubbock. So like we left at six in the morning to get there before noon and still yeah. did a half day of snowboarding.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's got great slopes it's where I learned how to ski. So it's a very fun place yeah. uh, for me, my family. Uh, my Christmas was a little different. Got COVID. That was not very fun. Uh, that was, uh, oh yeah. Recovered. recovered. Um, so that's one of the other reasons why we haven't recorded in a bit was uh, out of it for a little bit there uh, with that sickness. But, bounce back yeah uh and also just kind of a slow time during the holidays texas tech wasn't playing anybody relevant in basketball we're talking about football season to come to end uh but now basketball uh has kicked up into another gear as big 12 conference play has started so we're back to discuss the beginning of that this is a basketball only episode we're excited to get into that and to catch everything we are doing here throughout the rest of this basketball season you got to follow us follow us on apple follow us on spotify Give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate and if you listen to us on apple we always appreciate those reviews also follow us on social media we are on twitter or x at tailgate underscore talks that's where we do most of our posting and interacting with people so make sure you give us a follow there uh, but we're also on facebook and instagram and youtube as well and if you have any questions comments or anything you would like us to discuss on the tailgate uh, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So, with all that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode.
1: We're going to start this thing off right. RAINER! I've been
0: waiting all my life to do that! Well, Big 12 basketball play for the Red Raiders has officially began. Uh, now it feels like the real basketball season has officially started.
1: Uh, We're going. A lot
0: of cupcake games kind of between those tournaments. And so uh, the, the competition ramps up a notch. And Big 12 play started uh, with a banger for the Red Raiders. A road trip to yeah. Austin who and Texas, who was ranked number 20 at the time. And the Red Raiders come away with a huge victory in Austin. The last time you're going to be playing in Austin at the Moody Center uh, for quite some times, it seems like. And so you start off conference play with a 78-67 victory over the Longhorns. And uh, it was just a sweet, sweet victory. Uh, Brock Cunningham, uh, 31 minutes, zero points. Just a great stat line from him.
1: Great stat line. Great job, Brock. Appreciate you. The Love you, Brock. The Red Raider
0: chance where they were having to drown it out with the, uh, the, the announcer at the game. Just a lot of good stuff from this victory. Dustin, what were your thoughts on the Big
1: 12 Conference
0: opener victory over the Longhorns?
1: So on that with the Raider powers, I had a good tweet that went pretty hot that night. It got over 400 likes about the... Yeah, Moody Center being smaller, so you can really hear the Raider power chants yeah. a lot
0: better. You hear it pretty well.
1: <laughs> so love love all these uh, Big Twelve places going smaller, so you can really hear the Red Raider fans that travel well. Yeah. You know, shout out to Baylor when we go there in a few weeks. Yeah, we if go we go there. there this year, that's going to be confusing. This whole year, yeah. not going everywhere. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shame that we don't get to play in Austin every year. You know. We've won five out of the last six meetings down there, and pretty much the same record here. I think we've lost. I think we're like eleven and three in the last fourteen.
0: Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> none of those losses have come in Lubbock. I think they're all or or Texas got us once here, uh, got us once in the tournament, yes. I think, and then once in Austin.
1: So really, like over the last six seven years, we've had a yeah really good record against texas so it's kind of a shame and you know bless the moody yes. center last year did it again this year i think we're undefeated we in lost there. last year Is that right um
0: that was the one time they got us
1: has it been open three no. years now or last was last year was the, the first year. year
0: last year was the one time that we've lost in austin uh, over the last six years
1: well then it's good to leave on a good note and leave him. that with was the win. texas best uh, team
0: last year too and you almost you only lost that game by two points no last doubt year, so it's not like you played bad there.
1: Yeah, and you were you only had five conference wins last year, and you're already halfway there almost this year. Uh, but, yeah, what that win, like, that just shows, like, this team was ready. Coaching staff had them ready. They were also ready when sometimes, you know, going through cupcakes playing, you know, UTA and Corpus Christi and whoever else we played that, you know, Northern Alabama – It could be a pretty tough swing, you know. The next week, going to in-state rival,
0: have to,
1: you know, conference rival. Ramp it up like that. Good team, always the easiest. It's a that's a huge ramp up. So, for this team to be ready, coaches to be ready, that was really good. Especially to be down early, fight back, not let the crowd get too too into it. And that's why you, in the transfer portal, got a bunch of older guys like Joe. He's played in the Big Twelve. He knows what this is about, you know. That's why he's probably my favorite transfer that we have this year, just because yeah. of the intangibles that he brings. His stat line might not always be incredible every game, but like you watch games, yeah. Joe's the guy. Joe's the glue guy. Speaking of Brock, Joe's the yeah. glue guy for us. <laughs> he's the intangibles. An he's the grittiness. Like uh, glue guy. <laughs> an impactful glue guy. <laughs> I don't know that I would set my culture guy as a guy who gets a few offensive rebounds and zero points and fouls no, out. You're not the minutes. ideal
0: glue guy. You know, <laughs> culture, the culture, not of Texas the ideal glue guy. Cunningham. So the culture of Texas is to play 30 minutes, and not do a single thing.
1: Cool. <laughs> He's also three and seven against tech in oh. his career. So great glue, great culture. Um, yeah. Joe's my favorite. He's the intangibles guy. But like, Having older guys like Warren, you know, that helps. I'm going to talk more about him during the Baylor game and the impact he had there. But those older guys really helped. Paul's been through it. It's like that's what I kind of got out of it was that ramp-ups hard. And we stumbled out the gates a little bit, but we recovered quickly and got back into it very well. Yeah,
0: I thought kind of going back to Joe, you know, he's a dog, and he's the kind of guy that, like, we're in a fight. Like, I want him on my side he's just he's yeah. in control you could kind of tell once he went out with his fourth foul kind of towards the end of the game that's when texas kind of made that run is like oh are they going to creep back into it they creep uh, yeah you you know mccaslin puts joe back in things steady and then you go on and 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 kind of coast to the victory there um i thought you know his minutes there early on were important like you said you kind of came out the gates a little sluggish offense wasn't looking good texas had like a 7 point lead on you, and then Joe goes on an 8-0 run on his own, where he had a... He checked that he like drained the three, and it was just kind of one of those like, you you needed somebody to kind of assert their dominance on the game, and he just kind of took over there for a stretch, and then you didn't really look back from that point. After that, the offense was clicking the rest of the game. Uh, He was in full control of the offense, and the most impressive part to me was just the second half. I thought I thought the offense in the second half was just kind of on another level that we we haven't really seen here at Texas Tech on the offensive side of the ball since really that national championship team. I thought, you know, you were getting the sets that you wanted. You were getting the shots that you wanted with ease. You were getting chance open looks from three. You were getting pop open looks. Like, I haven't really seen an offense come that easy to us in Big 12 play in some time. And that was really impressive to watch. It seems – mccaslin my favorite thing that mccaslin has done all all this year was target brock cunningham like every freaking play we were going down there he's like brock doesn't deserve to be on the court he's nowhere near as good as our guys we're just gonna go at him darian williams pop didn't matter who just went right at him right at him him. darian getting him the foul out on the and one there at a huge point in the game was extra special i just thought uh, McCaslin and this offense had it dialed in in that second half, and it was really, really fun to watch these players execute that game plan.
1: Yeah, I agree. I love what Dave Smartin uh, has drawn up. <clears throat> open looks for pop, open looks for chance. Like yeah. Even when Kerwin, who put up a zero this game, didn't matter because yeah. you get chance to go off a little bit for like 11 – Then you get Lamar with a handful and somebody else with a handful. I don't have it right in front of me, but you got contribution there where else to fill those gaps in. And so they've done a great job. Uh, I know we're going to talk about coaching a little more later, but yeah, great, great job. Darian Williams, since you brought him up, like me and you talked about it, me and Kelsey talked about it the other day at the game. Like it's so nice watching him work in the post and how patient he is. Like He's a he's an awkward mismatch just because he's a little bigger guard-type guy. If you put a guard on him, he's too big. He's going to back him down. Oklahoma State the other night tried to put a big on him, and he just stepped out and shot over the dude because they're not yeah. quick enough. Um, and you've seen the passing he can do and the vision he has. He's just so under control and never gets rushed. Like Brock tried to rush him on that yeah. foul-out play. He's like, no, just shrugged him off, shrugged him off body into him, go yeah. up strong and one. Like it's so nice to have a guy in a play that can you can go to like that.
0: Yeah, and we go to that like pretty consistently. It's it's really fun to watch and just like another tidbit from the offense. You know, uh, you know, going to that, having a low post player like Darian who's just such a threat passing the ball, scoring the ball. Um, you know, the other thing you do offensively, which is, you know, Fran pointed it out in the Texas game, is you you know, you kind of run this play two, three times <laughs> oh, and then yeah. you set it up, and then the fourth time you run it, there it's the play is a decoy for another action you're running, which yes. is you know, chance getting open for a three. And it's so it's just stuff like that offensively that I haven't seen from us in so long. Yeah. And That's- you know, it feels like we run that like lob play to war in Washington like four or five oh, times yeah. a game, but you know, maybe three times, it's not to try to get war in the lob, it's to try to get something trying to distract the defenders to, Oh, we got to focus on Warren and then you kick it out and there's pop, there's chance. Um, you know, there's Kerwin, you know, whoever it is, uh, it's, it's just really fun to see us like exploit some things and, and set stuff up offensively. I I just haven't seen that. It's, it's almost shocking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of our offense does go through that pick and roll with either Joe or pop with Warren. And it's crazy one. Like you brought up, like we have three or four, uh, variations off of that wrinkles, you know? Yeah. yeah we didn't used to even have one wrinkle. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> the last yeah. five or it's six years. Motion, just Running run around the and hope somebody motion, gets you know. Yeah.
1: Um, so now it's kind of nice to see that. But you also have me and Kelsey talked about this. You have guys that, man, they can do so much. Like Joe and Pop are really good with the ball, can see the floor well. And Joe especially makes great decisions every time. Whether to take it, lob it, pass it, shoot it. Like, that's the other thing. And then you got, yeah, Chance and Kerwin, who don't let either one of them get hot sitting in the corners. So you can't help off. Like, that's a, you've noticed, no one wants to leave Kerwin's hip anymore. (laughs) And we've adjusted also. So, like, it's great. You can just keep running that high pick and roll with those guys because you have great role players and you have two guys that can handle it and make great decisions.
0: And I think another thing about Joe, Joe makes pop so much better on the, like pop is such a better player when Joe is on the court too, because Joe draws so much attention when he has the ball. I think one of the impressive things watching him, his footwork as a guard is crazy. Like he's just full go. That dude has no stop button. And, but he plays under such control. It kind of looks a little out. It's like chaos, but controlled chaos when he's playing. Kelsey had a
1: great, uh comparison and you're you're gonna love this that Joe is a ten times better version of Davion Harmon.
0: Oh yeah, for a hundred percent. I've seen Watch a Watch how say they that. play. And,
1: yeah, yeah. It's the same thing but just way, way better. He, and less dribbling.
0: <laughs> is it? Is but, it
1: less dribbling? <laughs> I don't know. It oh yeah. like a lot of Joe dribbling. Well sometimes. his dribbling gets him somewhere. Yes. He has purposeful dribbling, whereas Davion yes, has nonsense dribbling so but that's a great comparison like trying to yeah, get yeah. to the rack it's like pretty what we good wanted.
0: distribution skills like it's what we wanted davian Harmon to to yeah. um and he's been that and i don't think any of us really expected him to kind of be this for us coming into this, yeah. year, this year but He's been – I think one of my favorite things is when he dribbles and he gets into the paint and he just starts pivoting and he like pivots you to death and to like where the defense is He did that to Texas. Just, he did it like twice against Texas. And then where, two guys left. Yeah. They were just like, I am i don't know. And then Tired of, of you he's spinning like around. Wide open by the goal. You're like, dude, it, it's really kind of fun <laughs> to watch because like I said, it's a controlled chaos because he, he's, he's got like big man footwork but for a little guy. Um, and so that's really fun to watch. He makes – pop better because pop's able to play off him
1: way uh, you better. know you
0: draw so much attention to joe with his dribbling and then pop gets open and he's not kind of i feel like he doesn't feel as much pressure offensively to to yeah. control things and so that that releases some of that tension i think he has and now he's just kind of playing and playing the game of basketball and letting his shots come to him and he's looked great he had 21 points 7 of 15 shooting 3 of 5 or 3 looked really he's good. Been hot he's, he had two great games in the moody like both he loves that gym uh <laughs> Uh, and so it was really fun to see him do his thing. Um, anything you want to kind of mention on Pop's game here while we're, we're on him? Because uh, he came in with a little bit of uh, stuff that we'll get into later. And the yeah, crowd was on I mean, on he's him, going through uh, some
1: adversity game. right now. And the UT fans were letting him hear it, which we would have done the same, you yeah. know? So can't hate on that. Um, but he's dealing with it very well. I mean, I want to talk more about him, honestly, in the Oklahoma State game. Because he caught crazy fire in yeah. that game. But, yeah, like he gets to be more of a Steph Curry-like shooting guard rather yeah. than ball-handling point guard, which he kind of ended up doing last year, and that's not his expertise. He's way yeah. better off ball and then doing something with it, which, man, we're really utilizing way, way better these yeah. last couple weeks.
0: Yeah, we'll dive into him and his play a little bit more in the Oklahoma State game as he had another – really solid performance there. Cool. Um, what did that this mean kind of mean to you uh, getting this dub to start conference season with McC- McCaslin and these guys?
1: Yeah. I mentioned like being ready and, you know, I don't know how many guys on the staff have big conference uh, experience. Yeah. Um, so to go into Austin and coaching wise, really not anybody. Cause very they- talented team like they got some really good dudes down there so not taking away anything from them i mean they're gonna be a tournament team most likely too and moody center's packed (laughs) ramp up we talked about it's tough but they did a great job uh stealing any win on the road in the big 12 is you know so 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 good because it's so hard to win even at home yeah anybody ask houston Ass Kansas against UCF. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, Kansas, big was, is, Kansas even is like harder than it used to be. Yeah. Like and so I mean, starting off one and oh, like I said, you only got five conference wins last year. You already had two this year. Um, yeah. so I yeah. mean incredible and like just the way you did it the second half, and really they were within what Six at the three minute mark, and then missed those two free throws. Um, Hunter did. And then you really just blew it open. I think yeah. you almost had a 13 or 15 point lead at one point in those last couple minutes. Like, made it look like it wasn't even a game the whole time. And really took control and put the nail in the coffin. That's the other thing I liked. Like, it was close those last few minutes. Like, it wasn't in the books. And then you just blew them out and put the nail in and finished the game. That was nice to see, too.
0: Yeah, for me, it just shows how much this team's grown over the, the oh, last year. or so. Like, you just, just go look at that Butler game. I feel like ah. this team probably loses that game a month ago, you know, loses that Texas game a month ago. Um, but they right. grew up. And, yeah, sure, some of it helps of uh, Hunter missing those free throws. But uh, then, you, you know, you still got to go score on the other end and take advantage of it. And then right after that, you go, and, and I think Pop gets a layup. It's now – could have been a four now it's an eight point game then you get the steal the chance dunk and at that point i was like all right this game's over we got a wrap on it it was really impressive to see you know even you know the start that we mentioned where joe kind of got you back in the game the start of the second half was terrible for us you know we have a four point lead going into half texas goes on a 6-0 run like right out the gates to grab the lead um you know and that's kind of a moment of the game where we're like "Uh uh-oh could are we gonna you know lose control of this game and then you right back at it and get back the lead and then you're you know you kind of held, well, held on to it for the most part from that point on so there's some really impressive things and to, to close it out you just see how much this team's grown and I think that's one of the things that's always you know a struggle at the start of the season and, and, and why some of the fan engagement is a little annoying it's it takes teams a while to develop you know it takes teams to de- develop that chemistry of playing with each other. you don't often see a bunch of players thrown together and immediately find that success. Sometimes it takes a month or two months to really turn into a, a, a team that, that complements each other and have yeah. players that, you know, you're finding out, you know, this is what Warren does great. This is what Pop does great. This is what Kerwin does. And now they're kind of starting to figure that out and they're really growing as a team. And, hey, that takes time. And um, you've really been able to see that growth um, with all these players. And so um, some stats from this game, Uh, We've gone over Pop, Pop, 21 points, 715 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. Joe Toussaint, 15 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, had a steal. Uh, Warren Washington, we'll get into his play a little bit more in the Oklahoma State game because he had another really good performance there. But he also had 15 points, 5 of 5 shooting, 3 blocks. I thought was a huge, huge X factor for you in this game. Uh, His offense kind of early in the first half was uh, something that kind of kick-started You as well, along with Joe. He had some nice post moves finished and also really shut down the Texas bigs uh, defensively. And then Chance McMillan off the bench, 11 points, two of four from three, five boards, had that sick breakaway dunk that kind of uh, capped the game. And so uh, last question on this Texas game, and then we'll move along to Oklahoma State. What did this win? And we kind of touched on it a little bit with the coaching staff. You know, not a a lot of big conference players, experience of them yeah. coaching right you got mccaslin who's been at unt you got dave smart who's coming from canada you got buffington who's you know been a you know our gm but uh, uh high school mostly you got um the other guys who are with him at unt and then you got yeah. that that high school coach brian so you don't have a lot of experience but what did this win say to you about this coaching staff and and, and mccaslin especially
1: Man, I think what you've seen from McCaslin's staff, and, like, I'll just keep it at McCaslin and Smart, because <clears throat> I don't know everybody else's names, but I know those are the two, like, main critical guys in this. Like, dude, their adaptability is oh, yeah. amazing. like Off the charts, yeah. We, we just noticed right out the gate, like, oh, we're not just running the same defense every play down the court. Like, we're adapting and adjusting that. Uh, which we weren't used to with Adams (laughs) the last couple of years. Then, yeah, the offense, like to mention earlier, like we had wrinkles on top of wrinkles to get chance open off this pick, this screen action that we've been running all game. Like they've noticed Kerwin's been getting super, you know, smothered. Oh, let's get Kerwin and have him start driving to the basket. And Kerwin's had easy layups every game. Yeah. Now, like, to utilize guys to their best abilities, for one, <laughs> is great to see because Kerwin was a non-factor beyond belief last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like a myth, you know. We, we just heard he could make 43s in a row in the gym, practice, but we can yeah. never see it in the game. You know, he's just a myth out there. But now we see it, and we see that it's getting utilized. But like we mentioned, like, now we're adapting. Oh, Texas is guarding us this way. They won't let us do this. Even at halftime, we're adjusting. So like, it's great to see that in every game. We're not just sticking to this is what we do and how we do it. Like, No, we're going to try that, but we're going to adapt to what you're giving us too and make it better.
0: Yeah. I think the first thing you notice, it, and it just like jumps off the chart is like this offense and, and- you know, McCaslin was known it's as – like a, a top slow, ten offense Yeah, right now. It, it's been really good. And, <laughs> and what what was McCaslin known for? Defense is really slow-paced. But you can see the adaptability right there with how, hey, we have the athletes. We have the players to push the pace on offense. And if yes. you notice, we're a really good transition team, I think. And, you know, we're able to get the ball down. You got a chance. You got shooters who you can kick it to. You got guys who can get to the rim. We um, had 23
1: points off turnovers against Texas, which was huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, a game changer just the way that you can push the pace but offensively like we've talked about a lot the way we can adapt and it's like hey if we needed to go slow like kind of in the second half of that Texas game you're very methodical with your possessions it wasn't like you were going down and really trying to push the pace you just had an idea of what you wanted to do and you were able to execute it but you know if, if the game calls for you to push the pace we'll do that and so that that's been really fun to watch defensive adaptability that you've seen uh, that's just a huge thing for me is mccaslin's willingness to kind of do whatever it takes to win oh we need to play fast oh we need to play slow oh we need to do this we can get our shooters open we can oh like you said Kerwin. they're overplaying him let's get him to shot fake and attack the basket um you know they're uh overplaying this uh play played a war in washington let's kick that out for threes because they're distracted just all of that stuff is very entertaining to watch i think mccaslin and I thought at the time, I thought he was going to be a good hire, but man, this dude's a winner and you can see why he had so much success at UNT. Uh, this dude just finds ways to win. I think he's a great coach and I'm glad that he's on our sideline. He's been really fun to watch. Um, and so all that, you know, you get the big dub versus Texas. You start one and oh, in conference play, you get your first big 12 home game. You don't yeah, yeah. want to let up. Uh, you don't want to, you know, let Oklahoma State steal one from you. And it started off a little rough, but the Red Raiders oh. turned it around, uh, getting a 90-73 to 73 victory over Oklahoma State to go to 2-0 and in Big 12 conference play. Like we said, Oklahoma State had a nine-point uh, nine lead early on. You were able to flip that. You had a nine-point lead going into the half, and then you kind of coasted there in the second half. Uh, this game was never really out of doubt from that point on. Um, thoughts on the win over the Oklahoma state Cowboys and what was uh, important to get a win that you're supposed to get.
1: Yeah. No win is easy in the big 12. So just cause your favorites at home, I think ESPN had us at like 85% win percentage. Like big yeah. 12, none of that really matters sometimes. Um, cause you came out and they were up on you by like nine points very quickly for a little while in that first half. So like, the resilience from this game and the Texas game, you both came out slow. But then you got it on track very quickly. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. chip away at that lead. You Took sunk it. in, got it back within a couple of minutes, you know? It's so like, that's nice to see also. Not nice to see the slow starts, but the resiliency and the quickness to get back on track. And that's something like, yeah. you can see Joe, like, ramp up the defense on those kind of possessions like all right and then control the offense way more and dial it in to get things back on tracks like the resiliency of that and then like second half to like I I mean you always say to be able to sit back as a fan and just watch us be in control of an easy game like be yeah double digits and really put a team away early honestly never had to sweat Um, this
0: one in the second half
1: was nice. I think it also meant, says a lot about. This is why, like Grant McCaslin, went for older guys. Like mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's a really young team and plays some freshmen, some good talented freshmen. But you you got fifth and sixth year guys that have played Big Twelve and Pac twelve basketball the last few years. It shows out there when you got freshmen on the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was uh, real impressive to show that turnaround in the first half to go from down nine to leading by nine, going into the half. Like you said, the defense really kind of – I thought they got off to a slow start. They figured it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, offensively figured it out. Pop came alive. He started over 5, and then he got oh. really hot from the field, and we'll dive into that performance a little bit more. But it, it, it kind of seems like to me we come out of the gates and we're kind of trying to figure out what the other team is doing. Like, I, I I don't know if that's exactly accurate or not, but that's kind of how you come out of the gate so far in Big 12 play. It kind of seems like you're seeing what this team is doing to you, and then you try to figure out, all right, this is what we're going to do to attack it. Yeah. It's like you kind of have you a couple of game out. plans. Because it, it felt like we were filling out Oklahoma State at the start. And then it was like, okay, they're doing this to us, and then we were able to figure it out. And then kind of from there, you know, you were able to coast. And so I wonder if that's something that's going to just kind of be a norm for this team or if it's really just been – all right, we're, we're kind of slow out of the gates here. Maybe you get that corrected and, uh, here shortly. But um, the, the, the ability to battle back like you did, like you said, it's so important in the second half to not let go of the gas pedal in these conferences. These leads can evaporate really quickly uh, if you're not engaged and all these teams are good enough and have good enough players to, to get you back in the game. And so it's nice to see us just uh, continue to execute and get this victory uh, to move to two and zero in conference play, both wins by double digits. I saw this was the first time since two thousand and seven since you've been able to do that. So that's that's and impressive. Like, you put up
1: ninety on Oklahoma 90, State yeah. <laughs>
0: and a ninety piece.
1: You know their coach. He's a big defensive guy too. So you know that had to hurt. I think they've only given up over seventy one time this year. So like ninety really hurts. I think that's why. I that last alley you popped to Warren, they really wanted to get to that 90 number, not sit at 88. Yeah. And I
0: think... Yeah, 90's good. 90's good I don't know, last anybody. time we yeah. put up
1: 90 in a conference game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been forever. 90 is... Uh, 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 and after, like, the slow start, too, that's a, what kind of yeah. makes it more impressive is is that first, like, five, six minutes of the game, you, you, you really were struggling offensively. And so you did a lot of that damage uh, in about 30 minutes of play, 30 plus minutes yeah. of play. And so that's really impressive. All your starters in double digits uh, in this game, which uh, that's is impressive. You know, another uh, impressive stat from this game. Uh, let's kind of go through some of the players. I know we we mentioned Pop and and, and Warren and some of these guys we're going to kind of dive into a little bit more after uh, we talked about this game. Pop nine for 17 from the field, um, four for eight from three, 24 points, four straight 20-point games from him. Also added five boards and four assists to that. Um, you said you wanted to talk about his play from this game. What did you think of Pop in this one where he really had it going?
1: Dude, what a hot hand because he started 0 for 5 and he ended like
0: 9 for like his next 11. 9
1: for 11 after that. So, like, and like me and Kelsey were sitting there talking like 10 minutes in, we're like, man, Pop has zero points. And then. Next thing I look at yeah. and it's like, oh, Pop has 13. All yeah. of a sudden, you know, Boy. he did the reverse Jarrett Culver. Like, how do you get that many points all of a sudden? Um yeah, he stays with it, shooter shoot. And he's one of those. He's one of your best shooters. And the other thing, yeah, he stays engaged and like he had more boards than Warren did. Yeah. In this game. <laughs>
0: Warren had more assists than both of our guys did. Had more assists. That's right.
1: <laughs> Which is an anomaly, but cool when your guys are yeah. You know, helping out on stuff that is not there in their bag. You know,
0: Uh, it's funny. That's this is like the second or third time Warren has actually led you in assists, though. It's like so it's not like something that hasn't happened. That's what which was yeah. So Pop's been crazy
1: crazy hot. I mean, he was averaging just over twenty before conference play started. Now he's put up a twenty-one and a twenty-four. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's really got it going. I think what's impressive, and this is what I kind of wanted from him heading into the season, was to become a consistent three level scorer. Yeah. I think last year he relied on his three point shot. He a struggled lot, inside kind of yeah. if he wasn't able to shoot, it was kind of that his game wasn't going to be very good. This year you're sorry, you're seeing him be able to attack at all the different levels. If his three's not going, he's like, Here, I'm gonna go get some mid range or I'm gonna attack the basket. And he's been really good at that, and that's been really fu- uh, impressive to watch. Is oh, I can't hit my three yet. I'm going to get myself going by attacking the basket, getting fouled, getting to the line, or hitting some mid range, and then his three starts kind of falling. And that's what you yeah. saw in this game. And then once he, you know, once he gets going, he, he's one of the best scorers
1: in, in basketball. And you mentioned the three level thing. He's way better at the rim than he was last year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And. The finishing is so much better. He's getting more in ones than he ha- ever had. Finishing those, But his turnovers are way down. Yeah, that you too. Know, he had a lot of sloppy dome turnovers last year when he was trying to drive and create something that wasn't there. Like we only had four turnovers this game.
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: Four is crazy. Like <laughs> I, don't that yeah, I don't even know that that's a goal. The year, yeah. I don't even know that's a goal for teams to be under five turnovers just because of yeah. how almost impossible that is.
0: Usually you're just like under 10. We want to keep it in single digits. Single digits but, you
1: know? is like usually the goal. 4 is crazy. Um but yeah, he's gotten so much better and like we were talking like Dave Smarts getting him good shots. Yeah. Last year he took a lot of bad shots, with dude's in his face. And he's kind of a smaller guard, you know. Even so at like the beginning really of this year I felt guys like he didn't face that well, so like he, yeah, he's getting a lot of, of off-screen, off-ball open good looks for three. And that's also why he's putting up a lot of good points.
0: Yeah. I also think early on this year, he was, it was some bad sh- shot selection, I think, which is why I think he was really forcing it kind of begin the season. Right. Uh, and I heard McCaslin kind of talking about him and it, it was like he, he, he was forcing the issue with his shots and now he's just kind of letting it come to him. I, I think he was yep. out to prove that he's a really good basketball player. And now he's just, and when you're trying to prove something, sometimes you can force it, shoot some bad shots. You're, you're doing a little too much. Now he's just kind of playing within himself, playing within the offense. It looks so much better. He's been a lot more efficient. He's, uh, he's hitting some good shots. It looks nice. The offense has been great for him. Um, and so hopefully, you know, if he continues to do this, he, you know, it gives you a great chance to win every game because you know you got a player who's going to be putting 20 points or so uh, on team. So that's been fun. Another guy we wanted to talk about, that we didn't really dive into a whole lot in the Texas game, uh, but that's Warren Washington. uh, Had 15 points on Texas, comes back 16 points, 7 of 10 shooting after going 5 for 5 shooting against Texas, 5 assists, 2 blocks. Uh, Let's talk about that big man uh, and his his large impact that he's had on conference play so far.
1: I think Warren's been my most impressive guy this year. Going into this year, we thought he was going to be – you know, defensive anchor, rebounder type dude, like super role player kind of guy. I guess you'd say yeah. his offensive game has really developed. And I heard from Caston talking the other day, and it's because he's getting to practice now. guess yeah. he was hurt going into the season, so he wasn't really practicing with the team. So his conditioning's not there. Working with the guys on those pick and rolls isn't there, but like. Man, just his work around the rim is so, so nice and he's make, makes great decisions. Like that this Oklahoma State game, they inbounded it to him under the basket. He ran a it's supposed to be a handoff. He saw both guys leaving, so he keeps it, takes a dribble, and jams it in for a wide yeah. open dunk. Just cause he felt it, you know? And yeah, he's racking up five assists a game now. <laughs> He's my, got
0: great vision. I mean, you should when you're taller than everybody on the court. <laughs> and he's
1: he's got good touch around the rim now too. Yeah. Like he's hitting some some you know seven eight footer type stuff. He's not just doing dunks every every play. So like, and then you have the two blocks on there. He had a handful of blocks in Texas game. Like he's up there as one of the best big men that we've had in a while. I mean, since Owens, for yeah. sure. Just because of how he can do everything for you, he changes shots from the other team when they drive so well, and you haven't had a guy like that since Owens.
0: Yeah, and it's not always about the blocks; it's you know some of the missed shots around the rim that he can force just because you're you're worried about trying to get it over his his length. And so, uh, yeah, the most impressive part for me is is how his offensive game has developed. And you know, I I think that was an interesting point because I heard McCaslin make that too—that he was you know, a little injured. And so he wasn't getting that practice time in mm-hmm. to get better. And you can really tell that he's been practicing. And and I was like, man, this guy has no touch around the rim. He made good moves, but then all of a sudden he just couldn't finish. And now you're starting to see him finish. And you're like, okay, this is what, if this is what okay. this guy can be, this is a game changer too. Because now you got a guy who's scoring double digits for you. Very efficient. I mean, he's missed three shots in the last two games. <laughs>
1: And what I wanted to point out, I mentioned earlier, like the experience of this team in Oklahoma State has a lot of freshmen. They have a McDonald's All-American yeah. power forward on their squad who game before, I think against Kansas maybe. I can't remember Baylor. who they played. Maybe Baylor. Baylor. Um, he put up like 20 and eight and five blocks maybe. Yeah. Like He was balling, but he's a freshman. And I was sitting there watching this game and I was like, Yeah, but we'll see how he plays against fifth- or sixth-year Warren Washington, who's not a freshman like Baylor also had going against him. And that kid had like four points and barely did anything for Oklahoma State. So like he was able to shut down their big man with experience and size. And that's the other thing. He's not playing against smaller dudes. No, Texas had multiple big men they could rotate in. Oklahoma State had this – freshman mcdonald's all-american like so he's playing against yeah. dudes he shut you
0: know he shut dsu and that other texas big down like dsu the Sue one that was, kept
1: falling down yeah
0: yeah like, they, he made him look like i was like Is this guy good <laughs>
1: at basketball <I>, like, how <laughs> like
0: that's how he made him look dsu was struggling dsu dropped like 40 on since 33 or something 30, 30, yeah. 35 yeah um and so like he, he's been really solid for you and, and you're gonna have to rely on him because he's pretty yes. much what you got and and now another guy we won't really super dive into but i thought jennings has given you some really solid minutes as well he really has he's another guy who was kind of banged up going into the season and a guy you're kind of getting to see all right now he's getting to practice you can see that improvements because at the beginning of the year i was like oh my gosh this guy's kind of a lost cause but now he's coming out gave you good minutes against good texas point. uh gave you good minutes against oklahoma state um Guy who uh didn't didn't do so hot against Texas scoring wise I thought he still gave you solid minutes, but it came to life against Oklahoma State Kerwin Walton seven for eight from the field including two for two from three for sixteen points uh let's talk about Kerwin's game and his first you know big game of a uh, big 12 conference. What did you think?
1: Oh you can only hold Kerwin down for so long yeah and you better hope you can do it like Texas did for most of the game because. Once he gets hot, it's tough to stop Kerwin from, from going off. Because I he's mean, got such a
0: pure little, and such a quick release. It's just so f- quick just release, so smooth. Uh, like Same mechanics every are, time.
1: Teams are in his hip now because they don't want him yeah. to shoot. And so he
0: takes it to the right. He's
1: utilizing that and back cuts, getting layups, hitting some floaters now. Like he's getting points in the paint just because dudes are overextending themselves yeah. so trying to guard him.
0: Or playmaking for other players. like He's, he's had some nice assists, some nice passes because yeah. he's attacking too.
1: I saw like going into the Texas game, his offensive rating was like top five in the country or in the yeah. Big 12. Like, he was number was one
0: at one point. But, <laughs> uh,
1: like, and that's u- utilizing a guy, not just saying, oh, Kerwin can just shoot threes, let's put him in the corner. Yeah. Like, no, let's adapt with that. He can also dribble a little bit or keep him curl around that screen, back cuts. You know, like you can see he's a basketball player, not just a shooter. <laughs> yeah, he
0: didn't go to North Carolina for no reason. Yeah. Like, you know, there's talent in there. Um, Very and much another, so. Another testament to this coaching staff is like finding that, knowing that talent and giving him the freedom and the power and the encouragement to go be that basketball player. And you can tell he just feels free out there. He looks, he's playing basketball and it looks like he's having fun. Uh, and, and he knows his role and he knows, you know, he, He knows defenders are going to be overplaying him. And now if he has this ability to continue to attack the rim and and while continually making threes, like, uh, you know, him and McMillan, it kind of doesn't matter. As long as you got one of them going per game, it's going to be really beneficial. If you get them both going in a game, like, you know. That's one of my favorite
1: lineups is having both of them out there with either Pop or Joe. Yeah. And then our like our, our big and man Ryan. of darien yeah. and warren like that's my favorite is because who are you gonna you, yeah. you're not slacking off either of those guys because <laughs> they're and, gonna make it
0: yeah. and, and chance has a pretty good inside game too like chance isn't just a three-point shooter you know like they they're both becoming not just guys that all right chance didn't make a three so he's not impacting the game like he he can get to the basket Kerwin can get to the he's rebounding like, well too yeah they're they're both playing really well and like, you, when you have that luxury of having kind of two guys who kind of can come in and fit that same mold for you, um, that, that's a luxury that you a lot of teams don't have. Um, you had another solid Joe Tucson game, 13 points, yep. seven for eight from the free throw line. Uh, Darian uh, had a really nice game, 14 points, nine boards, almost a double-double. Another really solid game of he him. He does it so quietly, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it really is, He's because he, he's just so uh, – it kind of reminds me of uh, slow mo. Uh, what's that? Kyle Anderson from uh, in the NBA. I think he was on the Spurs for a while, Grizzlies for a bit. I think he's on the Timberwolves now. Yeah. But everybody always makes fun of him because so, his game is so slow and patient. That's kind of daring. He's, he, you know, his shot's better, uh, better looking than, than Kyle Anderson's is. But yeah. he plays at such a, a slow pace. Uh, he really wears you down, but he's so smart. He, he's just really fun to watch. And he had his, you know, he had a really good game against uh oklahoma state any uh, other tidbits or players you kind of wanted to mention from this game
1: no is i texted you at the end like i left at the under four it's nice to leave yeah the game early especially when it's cold outside and late beat that traffic leave and beat traffic and know the game is in hand
0: yeah really solid performance good crowd
1: good for crowd. that first game too great crowd
0: anything you've learned uh from these two games in conference play so far that we haven't kind of mentioned
1: yet. Well, 2-0 is huge. I like mentioned, you only got five last year. Yeah. <laughs> so well, 2-0 is great. 20% I mean, you there. Got, you got 16 more of oh, them, 18-round fight, like we always say. Like 2-0 is a great start. And yeah. you're going to go through a stretch where you probably lose a handful in a row just because you have tough games. So to start with two is great. But I mentioned earlier, like the resiliency of this team, the veteranness of the team, and the adaptability of the coaching staff has really shown like, you're not going to get an easy game against us unless we're really just shooting yeah. the ball so flat. Um, unless you get that, like, it's going to be a tough out every game. So on our end, that means you're going to have a chance every game, I think. Doesn't matter right. who it is. I think you have a great chance. Yeah. Every game and every facility, this, this conference game, this conference season.
0: Yeah. I think what I've learned is I think this is a a tournament team. Um, No doubt. You know, coming into the season, even kind of through some non-conference like losing to Nova, losing to Butler, you're like, maybe it's a fringe team. Maybe like, you know, it's still unsure, you know, you're unsure until you like really see what it looks like against big 12 teams. And, you know, so far, like what I've seen, I, this is a tournament team, you know, it is built like a tournament team. Um, and of course, the big 12 season is a, it's long, it's hard. It's a tough fight. You never know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, 11 and seven, 12 and six, like looking at our schedule, it's a real possibility with like the teams that you got coming yeah. here, the teams that you have to travel to, like the schedule is pretty favorable in that way. And you had a tough stretch coming up, um, with some tough road games. Um, you know, I think you're going to Houston next week. You got Kent State coming here. Uh, you got TCU, who's going to be, uh, you know, tough. To just eat. knocked
1: off top team Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. You got Oklahoma in there, and so uh, uh, we'll see how you come out of this next like four or five game stretch. But um, you know, you you got some favorable home games. You got some favorable road games. Uh, of course, it's the Big Twelve, so you never know. But um, you also got BYU saw, coming here. So you, you, you I got saw a tough.
1: Cincinnati fan tweet. It's hard. I think it's harder to win the Big 12 than it is to win a Natty. Yeah, you don't even know, buddy.
0: (laughs) Unless you're Kansas and you get all the Big 12 (laughs) calls. But I mean, they lost to freaking UCF, who I was like, I was kind of going through schedule. I thought they were like like, the
1: second worst team in the conference.
0: I was like, all right, who are our automatic wins? It's like West Virginia. We go to West Virginia, so that's nice. But. And then I was like, at UCF, seems like it probably would be an automatic win, but not so fast. Like, you know, yeah. right they 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 proved that they can hang in the Big Twelve by beating Kansas the other night. So Big Twelve is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, Iowa State beating Houston. Welcome to the Big Twelve, Houston is what it's like to play in a real conference. Um, and so, uh, really fun, really fun start to conference play. The Red Raiders have. Uh, Kansas State up next on Saturday at the USA. So get out, pack the USA, and then let's see if we can get to a 3-0 and start for this conference season. Uh, last little thing that we'll kind of quickly, carefully discuss here is the the big yeah. news surrounding Texas Tech basketball uh, that broke the week before uh, playing Texas uh, is that a civil suit was filed against POP for an alleged uh, sexual assault uh, versus Against a seventeen-year-old, uh, yeah. happened on the Bahamas trip. Of course, everybody knows and has put together two and two with this information. Um, there's a lot of people on both sides of this. Dustin, your just kind of thoughts on the situation and kind of what you're, uh, how you're thinking about this moving forward.
1: Um, let's team wise, let's quit taking trips out of the country for yeah. tournaments. let say in America? Uh, <laughs> Let's, say Let's in, just stay in Texas. In Let's just in stay the, in the Inland 48, you know. <laughs> Last two years haven't been great trips um, coming out of those. What Brutal. I've read is we're just going to leave that alone. My only thoughts are the dad in this situation is, man, dragging his daughter's name. if the allegations are true or if they're not
0: whatever it is it's not the way dragging her through
1: it is terrible in its own right but then my thought reading what happened or allegedly what happened is that there was alcohol involved and a 16 and 17 year old girl were hanging out with college boy athletes Yeah, what kind of parenting is that
0: yeah, very strange. Very strange. A lot of strangeness around a lot of a lot of stuff strange. But the only thing I, I really want to say is just it's it's very uncomfortable uh, situation. It's one that you really don't want to find yourself in either way that this goes. I think a lot of people could benefit from maybe, you know, not tweeting. <laughs> um, yes, so many people go off on just, this freaking tweeting like shut up like, you don't, I don't have care. to get thoughts off the oh, first couple
1: minutes things come out guys
0: it's the worst thing about twitter man everybody's got to get their two cents out here and it's like you're either like you're pro pop or you're against pop in this situation and you know we don't have the details like some like we all we did was just retweet the tweet that said you know of the civil suit I'm not going to come out here and go one way or the other because I don't know what what's going on. All we know is that there's a civil suit. He's in good standing with Title IX as of now, so I'm not going to be upset that he's playing as long as he's in right. good standing with them. I think McCaslin and the staff knows how this is going to play out, which is another thing that I kind of think is why Pop's still playing. If they think this is going to go bad, I, I, I kind of just think that they would you would just precautionary
1: Pop. hold him out.
0: Yeah. And so that's the only stuff that we know right now. And so I'm just kind of going by what information we have. And if it comes out that he was guilty of this, then, you know, we will treat it as such. If it comes out that he's clear, this we will treat it as such. I just think it could benefit a lot of people to shut up during the situation. Like, you know, all all these people uh, on Twitter or whatever, if you have your face on your profile or if you're one of these rats or uh, beans or whoever you are, like not trying to take shots at these people i know they're funny and good people on twitter but i don't know we don't need your opinion on everything all the time um
1: one well, of the other people like thing a lot of people are not understanding is this is a civil suit
0: yeah it's also not this is not
1: a criminal um i don't know the right word not criminal suit but like criminal action lawsuit yeah. type deal it's not it's the not same like
0: situation what, as a TJ Shannon.
1: It's not like what TJ is going through, which is criminal, which would mean, you know, fines, jail time, that kind of thing. It's civil. And that's because most of what happened in the story we've heard is legal. Yeah. The alcohol in the Bahamas, that's a legal situation. The age of the person Legal. For sexual acts, that's a legal situation. You know, passes passes those laws in where they were. That's why it can't be a criminal thing. Yeah, which is also why they're not holding them out, and that's why it's also a civil thing. So, educate yourself a little bit before you jump in and start typing.
0: Yeah, or just don't type at all. Like sometimes, just
1: like... <laughs> or just wait.
0: <laughs> just wait man just wait like I, I that's the worst thing of Twitter is like yeah, like you said I think you just got off Twitter that night is I kind of monitored it but at one point I was like all right this isn't none of you are helping the situation out like either way you're you're making the situation almost worse <laughs> um and you know what this will play itself out uh ruling will be made and then that's the point where you can maybe give your two cents you know um but sure too many people speculating there's Uh, not enough information to make a a, a firm uh, commitment to a stance on this. So uh, we're going to wait out of it, see what happens. Um, You know, in this situation, it's always tricky because it's like you're uh, Texas Tech, you want us to be successful. um, But at what cost, you know, and then at the end of this, there is a there's a 17 year old girl who You know, whatever happened, her life is just getting trashed right now. Like it's got to be miserable. And that's, that's, that's who I feel for right now is feel bad for her. I'm with you on that.
1: And that's why I mentioned the parenting thing first. It's
0: weird. Yeah. That's definitely a weird part of this whole thing, but we'll continue to monitor it. If uh, any news breaks one way or the other, we'll, uh, you know, be here to, to, discuss what that means for texas tech and moving forward but for now that will do it for our texas tech coverage this week dustin before we get out of here final shot
1: yeah just want to mention wrapping up college football season the playoffs happened over new year's time and then you know earlier this week was national championship between michigan and washington and michigan hail to the victors came out victorious with that, they were by far the most dominating team this year. They deserved it. Harbaugh's been building that for years, years. to come. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice to see. Like it's not the air raid type yeah. system that almost everybody has flocked towards the last two years. You know,
0: just big boy football.
1: It is big boy football for sure. Um, but I thought college football playoff wise, like you know, there are grumblings that. Some teams got left out for this or that reason, but I did think we had the four best teams. We had two, three really good games matchup-wise, and they did a great job with that. So, um, yeah, it was fun. Now we're moving to the 12-team system. Yeah. So teams are like, people are like, oh, it's just going to make games less important. No. Now you have like yeah. 20 to 25 teams fighting for spots and all those games in November are potential playoff games. So just ramps up even more. I love it. Yeah. I, I
0: love it too. I thought the games were good. You had an overtime game that Michigan had to, you know, pull Ooh. out to, to get to the championship. And then you had Washington almost cough away.
1: Beat or Texas what? easily. And then almost cough it away. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I was like sick to my stomach watching. And then I was like, this is how Texas is going to get to the natty, huh? Like, Oh my God. You had a,
1: Former Red Raider and Jalen Polk catching yeah, yeah. balls for Washington and Michael Penix. He had a great season going to the NFL next year.
0: Yeah, Polk declared for the NFL Draft, so shout out yep. to him. Um, yeah, great group of receivers, man. Just I was th- imagining if those Washington receivers were just on the Chiefs, how much better the Chiefs would be. <laughs>
1: oh God, yeah, three really going? good dudes.
0: Like, they're so much and better I think than that's everything what, the Chiefs throw out there.
1: That's where they got, got caught was their running back getting hurt yeah. and not being able to play against Michigan really limited yeah. their offense.
0: And Michigan was able to get pressure on Pennix. No like doubt. He, he was completely uncomfortable. Meanwhile, like the Texas game, he was just throwing darts. That was the first time I really watched Pennix. Yeah. I was really impressed with him in that Texas game. But I thought, you know, yeah, it was, it, the right teams were there. You could maybe argue Georgia, but at the – um but at the end of the day we got some good games good competition yeah for sure goes undefeated wins the last national championship college football playoff of four teams we'll see what it does next year i think it's interesting i think the landscape now is you know i think you're going to see more even teams because more teams feel like they have a shot i think like why georgia's and bamas and ohio states were so loaded is like before is those were Clemson, you know, whatever you had like five or six teams that you had a shot at getting to the college football playoff with. Now you have more of a shot at winning national championships. So, um, yeah. I'm curious to see what what this will look like next year. And my biggest disappointment from Monday night was no NCAA 24 commercial. Um, yeah, so gipped by that, they should fire the whole EA Sports staff marketing team for for that. They had the perfect opportunity to to give us our first glimpse, and they failed failed to do it bummer stupid hate it so ready for that game um but anyway uh last final shot for me is uh the coaching carousel has been you know it's always entertaining but the last 24 hours it has taken a huge turn bill belichick out at new england we this was something that had been talked about a lot but that that the finality of it that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era now is completely done. (laughs) Pete Carroll out at Seattle and Nick Saban retiring. There's the three legendary coaches um, all gone within a 24-hour span. Um, Pretty wild. uh, Pretty pretty wild. I'm very curious to see who takes over Bama, who takes over Patriots. Patriots kind of seems like Vrabel. That that feels like the... They're also talking Mayo.
1: O.J. Mayo. Yeah. O.J. Mayo. (laughs) That'd be OJ hilarious Mayo. O.J. Mayo be, is doing it. Be, Gerard Mayo. Basketball
0: to coaching the Patriots? Wow. Um <laughs> would be well, one of the, the NBA most career didn't go anywhere,
1: ever. so we went to, to the NFL. I think
0: he's, like, banned from the NBA, so he's like, you know what? I want
1: to Yeah, that sounds like Mayo or Vrabel, former player. The Vrabel one surprised me, too. I think that's stupid.
0: Yeah. I, I thought if you're Tennessee, wouldn't you hold on to Vrabel and try to, like, trade him to the patriots get a little something back if like that the writing was maybe on the wall for that I they said know. they
1: didn't want to they thought it would be too difficult to work a trade
0: hmm.
1: basically they're just too lazy to do it gotcha
0: i don't know but uh pete
1: carroll I, I, one yeah that seems one's like they just needed a new voice kind yeah. like so we'll of change change the direction of what's going like i don't think it's going anywhere anymore yeah change the voice of what's going on crazy thing is they're all like 71 72 years I old i know and like,
0: and like two of carol them doesn't, doesn't look coach. like
1: it or act like it uh-huh. saban doesn't look like it either belichick kind of does but yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the most likely one to have a job next year
0: yeah we will be interesting to see what nfl team <laughs> like i don't know you know a lot of people are like the Bears keeping Iberflus is so weird when it seems like they could either go get Harbaugh or they could get Belichick. You're sticking with that. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where Belichick lands. I think there's a lot of teams that the Chargers, like, that feels like that would be a good one. You got Justin Herbert. Um, I'll be interested to see where he goes. Pete Carroll seems like he still wants to coach, but the big one was is obviously Saban here, the GOAT of yeah. college football, retiring. Who takes that mantle? Who, like, wants to be after like that, like I, I don't know. That's my point.
1: Know. Who wants to follow that? Because, nah, I mean, like, I get that you know the infrastructure and is there, and the program is set up for great success. I mean, they were yeah. <laughs> literally an overtime quarterback draw away from the NAS championship game. But man, following that, like the expectations are just astronomical for the next dude. I hope they hire Sark from Texas (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, I've been the biggest one, like hated that hire because it was a great hire for Texas. Yeah. We have seen that this year.
0: Feels like any of the former Saban assistants could be in play. I I feel like Dabo's time at the top has kind of gone by. I feel like that wouldn't happen.
1: He, though, hasn't adapted to the NIL and transfer portal at all. So I don't think that's a good hire curvy maybe i don't know are they going to? i, don't think, I don't, done, don't think he leaves when he's done though he's a georgia that.
0: alum i yeah i don't think he would leave that uh, i've heard some mike norvell from florida state that kind of just uh,
1: the craziness is like yeah usually the coaching carousel happens in december yeah now we're crazy. about to have a second wave of it we haven't we haven't had this before especially yeah. at a program this good and you might throw in michigan in there yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the other two of the thing. four There's college football playoff domino. teams yeah.
1: could be open. And then, yeah, the carousel, if that just starts, like they're talking Dan some... Lanning from Oregon. I've heard, or he's at, I've heard he Sorry. said
0: he's committed to Oregon. I've heard Norvell is an yeah. interesting domino to drop because if Norvell leaves Florida State and his buyout apparently isn't ridiculous, if he leaves that for Bama, does Florida State go Dion? Dion? Um, Dion's yeah. not on good terms with him,
1: so probably not. Maybe not, but also, Kiffin told Bama.
0: I think he needs to. I
1: mean, they hit the transfer portal super hard and are loaded up for this next year, but yeah,
0: I felt it would feel kind of weird to leave what he's kind of building there. But uh, any, it's Bama, and you know, you're going to get the resources, you're not going to have everything to be successful. Um, doesn't mean that you can be successful. We saw what happened at Texas for the last decade plus, but um interesting interesting times in the coaching carousel we'll be kind of back to to hit on some of that stuff as dominoes fall but wanted to give that a shout out anything left for you this week
1: no man see y'all saturday at the usa for kansas state
0: we will be there excited to hopefully move to three and oh uh we hope you enjoy being back our first episode of 2024 Uh, and we hope you stick with us through the year and to do so make sure you follow us on apple follow us on spotify give us those five stars five stars for the tailgate if you listen to us on apple you can always leave us a review there also follow us on social media at twitter uh, at tailgate underscore talks that's where we do most of our posting and interacting but also follow us on facebook instagram youtube Uh, maybe posting more maybe posting potential interviews We'll see. Um, But we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, talking some Texas Tech basketball. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next